2: From the
0: king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Giannis Papas and Olivia Harlan Decker.
2: GM, the king of sports books, in Super Bowl 56 is officially set. And yes, I had to write out 56 because I can never read the Roman numerals with Super Bowls. I always just bypass it and usually say what city it was in when referring <laughs> to a Super Bowl. Yeah, honestly, we need like flashcards. I'm really bad at the Roman numerals. Anyways, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Even just saying that out loud, who would have thought? Did you think, Yanni?
0: No. I mean, Gosh. no Brady, no Rodgers, no Mahomes, no Josh Allen. Wow. We're going with Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow, baby. And 56, actually the age, I believe, of our upcoming guests. So I just wanted to point that out. <laughs>
2: It's a very (laughs) random fact. You're always good for a random fact. (laughs) Don't get me started on the lie. You told me about fossil fuels and dinosaurs and all that. Okay, the Rams opened as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on BetMGM on Sunday night. So you could go as early as Sunday night and get a minus three-and-a-half. Now they are a four-point favorite. I'm sure that number will continue to move a couple points, so we're going to monitor that over our next two shows. Although those Bengals have covered seven straight games and outright won its last five games as underdogs, I mean, it's incredible. I've got to say, my early feeling, if I'm to put money on this game today, I'm taking the Bengals plus four. And if it creeps up anymore, all the better. I think it'll be really close. But we've got tons of time to think about it. Wow, it's so much fun. I've also got to say... I'm happy in this game, whoever wins. And I don't mean to sound really soft. Both of my teams are out of it, so I don't care. Giannis, your team was never even in the conversation. Yeah. But I just, I love Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but I I want this for Matt Stafford. What's your, like, early feel?
0: I want this for Joe Burrow. I'm going with the Uh Bengals. I think this is a great game to put some money on for the quote-unquote underdog. They're on a roll, just like you said. I love the story. I love the turtleneck. I love the swag. I love the stogies. I love his pedigree. The kid's a winner. I love his confidence. Yeah. It's all about Joe Burrow right now, man. And uh, everyone's going to get Joe Burrow fever. You're going to see this kid on Wheaties boxes. He's going to be everywhere.
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny when we were watching the game, my mom says to me, do you think Joe Burrow has ever considered a spray tan? (laughs) <laughs> she was dead serious. Now, he is a little pasty. I, I will yeah. say that. But as someone who uses a lot of fake tanning products, I can always hook him up. Can I tell you <laughs> one quick Matt Stafford story, which is why I've been a fan of him forever?
0: Yeah, hopefully it doesn't involve you, yeah.
2: It does involve me. Uh, why would it not? And so obviously he's a Georgia guy. He's the number one overall pick out of Georgia. He married his college sweetheart, who's a Georgia cheerleader. I went to Georgia. I was friends with her cousin. Yeah, her Her cousin was my grade at Georgia. Anyways, one time when I was working for the Atlanta Hawks, we had a game at Detroit and the Pistons. I was in the hotel lobby and I was walking out. I was going to go meet some of our ownership group and some of our media and all that. We were having a big team dinner in Detroit. So I'm walking down at our hotel in Birmingham, Detroit, Birmingham, Michigan, and uh, Kelly Stafford's in the lobby and she's really, really pregnant with twins. They're first. And... I kind of went up and introduced myself. I was friends with Merritt in college and blah, blah. Big fan of you and Matt and blah, blah. She was so nice. We talk, talk, talk. All of a sudden, a big truck pulls up to pick her up, like one of those lifted big trucks. And it's Matthew Stafford, and he's coming to pick up his wife. She was interviewing nannies. Anyways, we say hi, thanks, great luck next season, blah, blah. I start walking a couple blocks, snowstorm, freezing Detroit, and they leave, they pull away. All of a sudden, the truck circles back around and they roll down the window and they say, Olivia, get in. We'll we'll drop you off at your restaurant. I was like, wow, are these nice people. I jump in the car. We chat a little bit. It was like three blocks. <laughs> I get out to go to my dinner and it's like Dominique Wilkins and all of our Hawks people and I sit down, and I'm kind of stunned, and I go, you guys are never gonna guess who just dropped me off at this dinner. <laughs> I was, it was so cool. And that's my one encounter with them as a couple. And I just think they are real salt of the earth people. What they did with that ticket giveaway for this last game, I thought was really cool. How can you root against a guy like that?
0: Well, you know, who knows? Maybe he was moonlighting as an Uber driver and it was a uh, fair for him. <laughs> did you give him five stars? Were they good?
2: I didn't, and uh, and he was a lion at the time. I'm a huge Packer fan. I can't believe I got in the car with a lion. Anyway, I I wanted to share that story just because I they are they're not you know fakies, and, and in a world where so many of these people are so fake, they are not. So I love it. Uh, props to Matt Stafford. He never had won a playoff game, and now he's going to the Super Bowl. It's pretty incredible.
0: Two great stories. Two great stories, and Cooper Cup's a great story too. Yes. You know, underdog. His, uh, his woman, too, stuck by him through all those hard years for supporting him, for him to How fulfill his dream. Nobody saw him coming. Now he's arguably the best uh, receiver in the league. And also, if BetMGM is not on this already, they should be because I'm trying to help you guys with your social media. There was a clip of his wife running towards him at the end after the victory and jumping into his arms. If you don't make that into a dirty dancing meme and put... <laughs> that song over it, when she jumps into his arms, then you know what? You're all fired.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that was a great moment. I mean, I I live for that. The family coming out on the field to congratulate the player. It's pretty incredible.
0: OBJ is also a great story, OHD. That is a great story. He is. OHD has to give it up to (laughs) OBJ. I mean, the guy's playing in his hometown, you know, written off and now he's a huge part of that offense and playing unbelievable. So it's incredible. And you know, he's going to go wild. I, it, I'm predicting the Super Bowl. You're going to see an unleashed OBJ.
2: Oh, now that's the that's what I worry about. Almost. I worry, you know, it's Matt Safford's first time there. Cooper Cup, OBJ. Like, or wait, did OBJ win with the Giants?
0: no 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 no. was that too soon
2: so (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah you don't want anyone to try to do too much you know what i mean
0: well i think his role with the rams protects him from that a little bit okay because he's really not the first option so no
2: he's not a quantity guy he's a quality guy with him yeah definitely Well, boy, we had a great week just watching these incredible playoff games. It's been such a good playoff. Like, I, again, major applaud to the NFL. This has been a lot of fun to watch. But there is someone who did not have as good of a weekend as every NFL fan watching. And it's our Bad Beat of the Week.
3: Bad Beat of the Week.
2: GM on Twitter. He needed the 76ers to cover minus five and a half alternate spread against the Kings when they were originally minus 11 favorites. They only won by two after being up by 10 points with 228 left on the clock. The odds, Giannis, were plus 3,795. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. My man. Oh, so he is hands down our winner. Hashtag Bad Beat Monday. Make sure you send us yours and you could win $100 of site credit to at BetMGM on the app online. We're getting legal in every state. It's coming. And just send us your uh, your bad beat on Twitter. All right. There is so much to get to. Let's do our favorite segment of the show, Giannis Papas. It's time
3: to unleash. It's time to unleash.
0: Let's take the chains off and unleash, y'all.
2: <laughs> You're up first, my friend.
0: All right, Olivia, we were so close to getting an absolute star-studded spectacle of a Super Bowl, as you mentioned, between the Chiefs and the Rams. But I got to say, in this one, I you know, I'm no Chiefs fan, but I got to say, it wasn't so much that you know, the Bengals won. It's more, I think, that the Chiefs lost. I mean, they were on the road to victory, but big fat Andy Reid had other ideas. We don't fat (laughs) shame
2: on this show or height shame.
0: I just did because I'm (laughs) fat too. So it's not, you know, it's fat on fat crime. It works.
2: It's okay. I'm fat too right now.
0: Yeah, you are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean that. I just mean you're pregnant. Okay. All right, now, I feel like Kanye at the VMAs right now, Bengals, um, so I'm sorry. But I'm happy for you and everything, uh, but I'm going to let you finish, but just give me a second. The Chiefs are the greatest (laughs) offense of all time, okay? First of all, let's talk about leaving points on the board at the end of the first half. Could have gone up 24 to 10, but instead— Andy Reid lets Mahomes go for it, or it was Mahomes' call. Who knows? Yeah. And the play call didn't even make it to the end zone. Maybe that was on Mahomes, like I said, but this is the playoffs. We know every point matters. Just kick the three, you know, get points on the board. And then in the second half, the Chiefs took their foot off the gas and they couldn't convert third downs. Andy Reid was making sushi at gas station level bad decisions, in my opinion. And now he wasted another year of uh, Mahomes in his prime, another year where, you know, the focus was on him and not Jackson Mahomes probably going to prison for whatever crime he's going to commit in the future. <laughs> the only reason I'm not more upset is because I called it and I won the punishment picks you did. this week. I did take the Bengals because I'm schmott. So uh, unlike Andy Reid, again, I look like a genius. I mean, the guy, I mean, Mahomes, it was like the fumble. And then Basically through two interception passes. I mean the one it was almost like he did a do-over. Like he said, guys, I'm gonna give you another I'm gonna do that again, and you guys can intercept this one. So it was just brutal, brutal to watch. They played horrible, but shout out to the Bengals, you know. But I just gotta say I think the Chiefs lost this more than mm-hmm. than the Bengals won.
2: Yeah, it's almost like when they won the coin toss in overtime and they started with the ball, I was more nervous. It was like, uh oh. They they just looked horrible in the last couple drives on offense, and and Mahomes just scrambling for his life, losing yardage. I don't know what was going on. It looked obviously like no one was open, but I don't know why he didn't throw it away. He just eating up clock and running backwards. It, it was it was hard to watch as a Chiefs fan. It looked Mahomes looked like he did during their losing streak. You know what I mean? Oh, he he went back. He regressed. I don't know what was going on. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, we got plenty, plenty of years with Mahomes. We don't have that many years with Travis Kelsey. He's like 33, 34. I, I, I just feel like, and then you look at free agents who are up. I think Tyree Kill's up this year. So it was a shame to watch the Chiefs go down. I feel like they should be in this game, to be honest. But uh, they looked really uncharacteristic, and they, they did. They lost it. It was was hard to watch.
0: They actually looked like you'd expect that from the Bengals who haven't been there. You know, they almost looked like a team that hadn't been there making those types of decisions and mistakes. So it was very ironic.
2: It was. It was ironic. Okay, my turn. And this has been the weirdest story to follow. It's obviously the one man who could steal headlines from the conference championships. Not Antonio Brown. It's Tom Brady and his almost maybe now confirmed retirement. That was so weird to watch. Tuesday morning, Tom confirmed it himself. And I've got to say, for a guy who pays his social media team probably a ton of money, I don't know, but they do such a good job, I was wanting some, like, fireworks. I was wanting a really good retirement video. Instead, he kind of put up a low budget Instagram slides of, you know, like he typed on his story, screenshotted it and then posted it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It looked like it was done in an IBM uh, typewriter.
2: And also, I kind of would have liked a press conference retirement, not a Instagram post. Do you know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean. I mean, come on, Tommy, you're not an influencer. You're the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, let's get some cameras, let's get some lights and let's make it very LeBron-esque going to Miami.
2: Yeah, I kind of would have liked more of that. Obviously, he had his back against the wall. I think he would have waited till after the Super Bowl to announce it. First of all, these guys don't wake up and decide to retire. Like when he said, I'm going to think about it, I'm going to think about it. No, he knew. I bet he knew before training camp this year, this is it. I bet he told some close confidants, this is probably it. If they had stayed healthy and AB had stayed on the field, I think they could have had a shot. Man, it, it's it's almost tough to watch them go out not even making the conference championship. Like, I-, I wish he had gone out last year after the Super Bowl win. Anyways, but the whole thing was messy because Schefter broke the news. ESPN ran with it. Bruce Arians didn't confirm it. Tom obviously didn't confirm it. Tom's dad came out and said, I haven't heard anything from him. That's, this is not confirmed yet. So it was sloppy. It was messy. It was like me in college. I just don't really know why this g- leaked. Why Schefter, who's such a pro... Would have done that because it it put Tom in a bad position and it made it made this whole thing sloppy. And I, I'm just as a fan of football, as a fan of Tom Brady, who's the face of the NFL the last 22 years, you could almost argue he's the face of American sports the last 22 years. Like you go overseas somewhere, everyone knows Tom Brady, you know, more than they know, like a Tiger Woods, uh, you know what I mean? Tom Brady is an international superstar, and I wish he had had a little more pomp and circumstance for his retirement. Is that the right phrase, pomp and circumstance?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Or is it pomp and
0: circumstance? Can we we blame Schefter a little bit here? Can we blame the digital media's rush to get be first to the story? I mean, you'd think the right thing to do would be to get a statement from him, right, Mm -hmm. before you release that news. But, you know, it's like the media doesn't have any respect anymore, and it pisses me off.
2: I just thought the whole thing was was not right. And I'd I love to ultimately hear what led to this because clearly someone confirmed it. And then Ian Rappaport with the NFL, the NFL tweeted like the verified NFL account tweeted, thanks, Tom Brady, for all the blah, blah. So, I mean, it clearly went through some levels of vetting. I just cannot figure out how this went down because it seems very unfair that Tom Brady didn't get to break the news himself. The timing he would have wanted would have been after the Super Bowl and I think with a proper press conference. Anyways, also what's really shady is when Brady did finally Instagram his retirement, not one mention of the Patriots. and Not
0: one mention.
2: Not a good look, which makes me think that things there went down way messier than we know. We've heard over 20 years in New England that Brady and Belichick never once got dinner. Mm. I think that's kind of sketchy. And that Brady was trying to get AB back with the Patriots. Belichick wasn't having it. We know that's kind of a factor. There's a lot there. Brady kind of fell on the sword for Deflategate. I don't think he feels like the Patriots had his back so much. There's there's bad blood there. But you know what? Just on a tangent, too, is you never hear Brady talking about it. Whereas I feel like I've heard an earful from Aaron Rodgers the last couple years of the way he feels. And maybe that's the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So that, I, that could be a whole nother Unleashed segment. What do you think?
0: I love it. I love <laughs> it. And I love the little insights you're giving because, yeah, I mean, that's the elephant in the room, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he did not mention the Patriots at all. There's got to be some bad blood. And shady. Shady stuff there. Shady yeah.
2: stuff. Shady yeah. stuff. I well, let's go ahead and get to our guest. It's Derek Brooks. He is a living legend. And he is coming to us from the Senior Bowl, which is one of the big shrine games where these college players get to talk, meet, interview, and impress NFL scouts. And there are some big names on this year's list. It's a little noisy where he's at, but it's going to be awesome to pick his brain on his prolific career and the upcoming Super Bowl. Let's get to Derek Brooks. Let's go ahead and bring in our guest. Over 14 NFL seasons with the Tampa Bay Bucks, he never missed a single game. That's incredible. A total of 224 consecutive games. He's a former defensive player of the year, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and College Football Hall of Fame, a Super Bowl champion and a national champion. Wow, I'm exhausted just saying that. I imagine it was exhausting doing it. Derek Brooks, thanks for joining us.
3: Uh, My pleasure, guys. Uh, Happy to be here.
2: Well, we'll get to the Super Bowl, and we definitely want to talk about your prolific career, but first, you are a Tampa Bay insider. What have you been thinking this weekend and this week, watching Tom Brady's retirement announcement all leading up to him announcing it himself?
3: Well, I I think one, I salute him, I clap him. You know, job well done for him to be in this position of influence, and you're think about all the relationships that he's been able to have uh, during this time in the NFL. I'm in awe, to be honest with you. The accolades, all those things that speak for themselves, and probably not going to see anyone eclipse those in my lifetime. But for me to just say that, you know, he's affected this game and built tremendous relationships through the competitiveness of being on a football field is outstanding. And again, I salute him and, And I'm very grateful that he chose to come to the Buccaneers two years ago and help us win our second (laughs) Super Bowl.
0: Derek, I got to just emphasize that you played every single game of your career. At your position, how is that even possible?
3: What do you eat? (laughs) What is the secret? (laughs) Well, Giannis, I don't necessarily know if it's all about what I eat or what I drink. Uh, I just think that my career I made it important to take care of my body and make those decisions to do that. And now, you know, taking care of your body is a science. Guys are making that investment into doing it to live live healthier lives. But for me, I just stayed on a routine. Uh, knock on some wood somewhere because it definitely was some luck in accomplishing yeah. that. But to. To go through and play uh, every game of my career with no major injuries and, and punching that clock every single day is something that I took a lot of gratification into really once I retired. but While I was playing, it was all about standing to the moment and making those decisions as well as the investment into taking care of my body.
0: How do you do that in a city like Tampa? How do you avoid
3: partying? I mean, that's a tough city, not to party. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to go there by saying making wise decisions. <laughs> ah. but, uh, he never but said again, he didn't party. <laughs> as I, said, I made wise decisions, you know, through my <laughs> entertainment actions. But uh, for me, again, never smoked, man. I stopped drinking in, in college. I mean, that was part of it. Wow. But it's, it's more to that. I mean, from deciding your eating habits, you know, you can't be eating certain things, you know, late at night during the day. So yes, it was a regiment that went into it. And I treated everything every single day. I got in a cold tub every single day. I got in our sauna every single day that I was in that facility. And I just built a habit and a routine, working out, yoga, uh, which I discovered later in my career was something that I enjoyed and I still do today. So as I said, you know, It was those conscious decisions. And and again, knock on wood, because, you know, there are positions that I ended up on a football field that I see guys getting hurt every single day. When I played, and even now, that when I was in those positions, I was blessed to walk away uh, uninjured.
2: Giannis, I keep telling you, just stop smoking, drinking, eating late at night, and start working (laughs) now. That's all it is. I keep telling you.
3: Uh, You
0: know, I've done all that. The problem is I'm going to be performing in Tampa February 10th, and I think uh, there's just no way to avoid eating unhealthy and going to a strip club.
2: (laughs) I'm glad your wife doesn't Uh, listen to the show. I know she doesn't.
3: Well, that's why why I say best decisions and wise decisions.
2: Yep. Yep. Now, Derek, I want to get to the teams you were on, especially the 0-2 season. You all allowed just over 12 points per game that season. You were Defensive Player of the Year, obviously. That Mm -hmm. defense was so good. Yourself, John Lynch, Warren Sapp. I've heard you talk about how Warren was such a big personality. He was even hard to control in practice. Can you give us an example?
3: Well, I don't necessarily uh, say control in in a bad sense. I I think all of our personalities you know, for years was part of our strengths. You know, the stage of football is big enough for everybody to stand on and be yourself. And I think that was more so really important to me in being the leader of that team was giving everybody their personal space to be themselves. At the same time, they put in the work that was necessary for us to be great. And that's one thing that I can say, as big a personality as Warren, Simeon Rice, Keyshawn, You know, Rondi, John, myself. You can go down, you know, Brad Johnson, a whole list of them. At the end of the day, we collectively came together, and when it was time to work, we put in the work. And that's, to me, where the personalities stood out to most. You know, whether it's me competing against Mike Allstad and and wanting to be the best. You know, whether it was Keyshawn and Brian Kelly and Rondi Barber going against each other, wanting to be the best for bragging rights. But as that competitiveness Brought us together. There were times where I had to step back and let them be themselves, you know, and give them the stage to do that. And I think to me, when you can find that chemistry on a team, that makes that chemistry go. And that sometimes end up being the secret sauce in terms of camaraderie that most people can't put a finger on when they see great teams do it.
2: You mentioned Brad Johnson. He was never necessarily a big-name quarterback, and we see so many teams in the playoffs getting there with a big-name quarterback. Do you think the quarterback takes too much pressure or too much glory after
3: a win? No, I mean, in today's game, the, the quarterback position, you know, it starts and ends there. I mean, let, let's be honest. The game and the rules have changed where that position has so much influence on the outcome. Mm -hmm. Back when I played, yeah, you go down two touchdowns, three scores, game may be over, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because a great defense is being played. But as we can see now, being down two, three touchdowns in today's game is nothing. Teams could come back because they have the talent at the quarterback position and you see the game changing towards that. So, I would like to say that if Brad was playing in today's game, he would make that adjustment just like some players that are, that I play would say they would have made that adjustment. But I like the era that I played in where defense was dominant. <laughs> and, yeah, and we, I bet. <laughs> and we went out and was able to keep low-scoring games, where now the game has adapted. And, you know, you got to adapt with the changes that come.
2: Yeah, 12 points per
3: game. <laughs> yes.
0: Do you think quarterbacks should get fined when they get hurt? Because it's like, how did you get hurt? Everything is made for you not to get hurt.
3: Well, I ain't going to say fine when they get hurt. But yeah, when they do certain things that cross the line, yeah, you treat them the same as everybody else. You know, Where it's a a quarterback celebrating where he shouldn't be and taunting. Yeah, you're fine. But getting hurt? No. (laughs) I don't think anyone should be fine for getting hurt. You used to hit guys hard.
0: There's actually, like, a great compilation on YouTube of a lot of trash talking going on, things you used to oh. say. Um, before you hit guys and you knocked their lights out, did you ever make a wish before you blew their lights out?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, hey, you know what? I probably should have did a little bit more wishing. Uh, maybe i have another Super Bowl ring. <laughs> but, man... When I listen to those things, I actually laugh at myself because I don't remember myself being that talkative on a field. And I guess really? that's why they have the, the, the video. Because I, when I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment. And when I played I'm playing. But now when I go back and I see some of the, the NFL films or YouTubes, I'm like, damn. I have sure talked a lot on the field, and I never realized that <laughs> while I was playing.
2: I want to go back to that Super Bowl win with the Bucks against the Raiders, 48-21. It was a complete route. The Bucs intercepted Rich Gannon five times. You ran a pick back for a touchdown. People have yes. theories about that game that John Gruden knew what the Raiders were going to do. So what was it?
3: Well, John Gruden knew the personality of key players on that team. That's what John did. Mm-hmm. And he he did a great job of laying those personalities out to us in practice. And he actually would, you know, especially got to Rich Gannon. He knew Rich so well that a couple times he portrayed that personality by playing quarterback. Well, That's how <laughs> in detail, yes, that he wanted. He's like, hey, if we do X, we do Y. He's going to show you Z. He's going to do T. So, mm-hmm. He gave us those scenarios based on their personalities. And that's what I would tell people when they say that, no, Coach didn't know know the plays. He knew their personality. And once we saw that it was coming true, that what we were doing in our disguises, in our manipulations, those personality traits started to show in the game, we got on it. And we just kept applying the pressure and tilted the game in our way. But more importantly, we took advantage of those opportunities because that offense that year, they were number one in the league. When he gave you a chance to get a pick, you picked it off. You didn't turn it into a, a missed opportunity. And I think that's where our defense does not does not get enough credit that we made those opportunities, but more importantly, we executed it and did not miss them when they came our way.
0: Speaking of that, I just uh, unleashed on – the Chiefs. I almost feel like the Chiefs this last week didn't win as much as they lost that game. What do you think about that? Did-
3: well, yeah, that's why you can't just give credit to the Bengals. Give <laughs> credit to the Bengals. He can't. You have to. You have to give credit to them because, one, they stayed engaged the entire four quarters. The energy never shifted. Now, I do think the decision by Kansas City not to kick the field goal going into halftime. It affected the mindset. I I personally think that. But I want to give all credit, man, to the Bengals. They made plays when they had to, and they did not miss opportunities. The one opportunity they did miss was when Patrick Mahomes fumbled that last time before they kicked the field goal. They didn't jump on the fumble. They could have ended the game. Mm -hmm. But the Bengals Mm -hmm. and Joe Burroughs made plays. He punished them with his athleticism. So I'm more so on the same side give credit to the Bengals than more so say what Kansas City did not do. Okay. And maybe that's because I'm a defensive guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I would think, especially after losing the coin toss, that you would just deflate. But the fact that they did not and they still came back and got the ball second and got to come away with a win was incredible. I'm team Bengals now and I'm born and raised Kansas City, <laughs> but I'm giving yeah. a lot of credit to the Bengals now. I love watching them play They've been so clear that they don't want to be considered underdogs, but they literally have been all playoffs and they are again in the Super Bowl. Have you ever been a part of a team or remember a team that had that mentality and used it to their advantage? They kept overcoming odds?
3: Of course. I played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. People with yeah. <laughs> 1995 Good point. Good point. When, I was, when I was drafted. <laughs> okay. Okay. 12, 10 or more losing seats, so I understand the underdog more than any, but just as important, I I understand what it's like to turn around a culture in a franchise too, and I think that's the place where the Bengals are at right now is, hey, we can't do anything about the teams from 1988 until a few years ago. All we know is this team that we are now, and we're staying in this culture and building moving forward. And I definitely understand that because that's the way I felt when I got to the Buccaneers in 1995. Hey, I can't do anything about mm. going on 26 back in 1976, but what I can do from 1995 moving forward, this is the culture that I want to be around, and this is the culture that we're going to build, and it's going to be a winning.
0: Going into the Super Bowl, if you were if you were on the Rams, what would be your mentality considering you know Joe Burrow hits the deck a lot, the O line's a little porous. What would be your game plan and mentality if you were the Rams?
3: Well, first of all, you try to eliminate distractions. And I saw our Buccaneers team go through that last year in hosting the Super Bowl. They did everything they could to eliminate distractions, the advantage of practicing at their own facilities. I think Coach Arians even, you know, kind of had them stay in in the hotel to kind of get them away from all distractions. So L.A., the distraction is going to be even three times as much as it was in Tampa. So I think the players got to do a good job, especially this first week. Get all the non-football things taken care of. You don't want to be dealing with tickets next week. You don't want to be dealing with travel, et cetera. You want to get all those things out of the way so you can get your mind focused back on the X's and O's of the game. So if I'm a Rams player, that's the thing I'm trying to do as quickly as possible is eliminate distractions.
2: What is that Super Bowl week like as a player? You mentioned there's family, there's people asking for tickets and travel, all of this. Uh, there's more media than ever. How do you stay focused on X's and O's?
3: Well, I was fortunate enough, uh, our <laughs> Super Bowl was the last year that they did not have the bye week. Oh. So we went from Philadelphia in the championship game. Uh, we landed in Tampa about 1 a.m. We had to be back at the airport at 4 a.m. to fly out west. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because we would go to different time zone on the West Coast. So we didn't have that week in between to go through this. And that was the last Super Bowl that did it. Now all the Super Bowls have the week in between. And now you have mm-hmm. time to do that. And most teams, they try to do it on the Monday and Tuesday of that first week. So they could start winning. The, excuse me. The game plan for preparing for football start the Wednesday of. So you try to stay on as much of a normal week as possible. So the first forty-eight hours, hey, if they hadn't called you by then or you get your ticket alive and get your travel, get all those things yep. out of the way because you you hit that building Wednesday. It's all about the team we're playing.
2: Yeah, you can't have any more cousins coming out of the woodwork now asking for tickets.
3: Right, <laughs> and guys, as much as people talk about that. With players, it's even more so on the coaches. Oh, yeah. Because family members think coaches have way more time than players. So the yeah. coaches go through that level of stress <laughs> as well. So it's really an organizational focus that it takes to get past that.
0: Von Miller, obviously midseason addition for the Rams, little passes prime, but how did you see his impact on their season?
3: I think his impact Mm -hmm. uh, came at the right time. He went in knowing that, hey, man, I'm behind and learning this system, different system, different players. And he was patient with himself and learning it. Just getting a little bit better each week, playing a few more plays each week, but more importantly, staying healthy during this stretch. I think that was a key for for Vaughn Miller is the fact that he stayed healthy the second half of the season since the trade. Now, if he'd have been Mm -hmm. trained and got hurt again, obviously that's not good. But I think the fact that he was able to stay healthy the last six, seven, eight games was a big part of the Rams' success on defense.
2: Watching Matt Stafford in his 13th season, going from winless in the postseason to winning out and going to the Super Bowl as a former player, is it hard not to root for a guy like that?
3: Well, again, I can't have any rooting interest because <laughs> I got, got, I have coaches and relationships on, on both sides. Yep. The only rooting interest that I had was last year when I was, everyone knew I was rooting for the bus. Yeah. But, again, you just appreciate there's a story for everybody in getting to this moment. But a little league overcoming something professionally, being told you can't do this, you can't do that. One thing I can assure you of this, lives going to get changed. Mm. the winner of this game, the loser of this game, lives are affected and lives get changed by the outcome of this game. And to me, that's the beauty of this game.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
3: Meaning the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Not to backtrack too much, but, you know, it is such a, you know, it's a popular topic. Everyone wants to know. Since you're such an insider, can you give us a little insight on what happened with AB down there in Tampa Bay? Do you think if he was on the field, they would have won that game? And what's going on? (laughs) Who do I believe, Tampa Bay or AB?
3: Well, I appreciate your confidence in my level of access, but I'm a very (laughs) humble man. And when I don't know, I don't know. So I (laughs) have no problem telling you or whomever. I do not know. Honestly, I, I saw what everybody saw in real time unfold, a situation that had reached a point of no return on both sides. And it played out on national TV in some of the most unfortunate circumstances. And to me, it's not a matter of who I believe. It's a matter of if everyone understands what their role is in the dissemination of the relationship, how do you correct that moving forward so that doesn't happen again in your organization or in your life personally? That's the focus that that I would address on either side is There's some circumstances that happen that each each side reached a point of no return. Well, how do you avoid that moving forward to grow as an organization and to grow as a person?
2: Derek, you mentioned that lives will get changed for the guys on the winning team, but it kind of piqued my interest because you also won a national championship with Florida State. Joe Burrow and obviously some others playing in this game are trying to do that, win a national championship and then a Super Bowl. How do you compare the feeling of each? Because college teammates sometimes are closer. There's no money. It's more pure. There's less fame. That's got to be a very different experience to win that with those guys.
3: It, it is, and it was for me because I was part of Coach Bowden's first national championship after so many disappointments. Wow. So, yes, it, it is a big difference when you're talking about collegiate athletes winning a national championship and, you know, winning a Super Bowl. I think the impact of winning a Super Bowl is probably more because now you're mm-hmm. dealing with the business side of the number one event in the world. You are part of it. Your life is gonna change immensely from that standpoint. Your life's gonna change in college because you did it with a group of guys in that finite time of a relationship in college, it comes and goes so quickly, but those memories never leave you. Versus a transactional situation in the NFL where you know that relationship could be more than four years, but you don't have the camaraderie and the, and the, the sense of struggle that you do in college just because the games are different. I like to say one is more of a business field and one is more of a personal field. Mm. But at the end of the day, I was blessed because I had a chance to feel the ultimate feeling by winning them both.
2: Man, that's pretty special.
0: What's your impression of T.J. Watt? Obviously, a shoe-in for Defensive Player of the Year. What's your opinion on T.J. Watt? What do you see?
3: Uh, I see an impact player that make plays. Uh, man, he's, he's been able to make his presence felt for the Pittsburgh Steelers in in so many ways and you, you know for me when you see a defender that's that mm-hmm. impactful man you, you become a fan to be honest with you but the one key is to him is how do he continue to make the players around him better that's what I look for in all great players how do you make the ones around you better if you cannot accomplish that then you're not a great player you're not a great leader you have to do that in all your greatness. How do you elevate those around you?
0: Follow-up question. Let's just put it on the table. Who's the best linebacker of all time? Is
3: it you? Uh, I'm gonna definitely always start with me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I like but then, I, then I'll go to some other guys. Obviously, uh, when you, you talk talking defensive player impact, you know it's hard not to start with the word, the two words, Lawrence table. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can say I, I'll put Derek Brooks a, a very close second, uh, but it's always fun, man, to go through these arguments because now when, when you start talking linebackers and being leaders, man, you, you go through errors, you know, because some say the, the linebackers of the 70s were better than the ones in the 80s and the ones in mm-hmm. the 90s, they say all they did was rush the passer and the guy in the 2000s, they never rushed. They covered, you know, they covered in field of space or well, when a lot of us get around each other, it becomes more of a whose era was better when it came to the linebacker position more so than, you know, any one person. And, and I like being a part of those arguments.
2: I'm way too young to know all that. So, Giannis, after we record, can you fill me in on the linebackers of the <laughs> 70s and 80s? <laughs> well,
0: I'll tell you, Lawrence Taylor, I'm a New York Giants fan. Obviously, I'm from New York. Lawrence Taylor, you... There's a few, but, you know, you got to give LT some credit because he had a different take care of your body regiment than you did. And it still worked out for hey, him somehow. So <laughs>
3: hey, that, hey, that's what that's what I said, man. How I many? hey, they say it's, uh, I, I, it's over. I forgot the number of Hall of Famers, but whatever that number is, there's over 300 and some ways to get to Canton, Ohio. So, so I agree. So, you know, that was the best decision for me, and obviously, uh, it worked for LT, obviously too.
2: If Matt Stafford is able to win this Super Bowl, do you think he's a lock for the Hall of Fame?
3: You know, I hate to say anyone's a lock outside of Tom Brady, right? You right. know, that's just you yeah. know, I, I thought with my good teammate Rondé Barber, I thought he would have been in the Hall of Fame. By now, and hopefully he'll get he'll, he'll yeah. get in it in a couple of weeks. But I, I thought Shannon Sharp when he retired that he was a lock and and he waited. So it, it's never a safe thing to say that anyone's a lock to mm-hmm. me outside of Peyton Manny and Tom Brady.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about that this week is uh what will his legacy be and how important this is. Uh don't know how much longer we have Matt Stafford. Well, Derek, you've been incredible. I know you can't really give a pick, but if you had a feeling of who's going to come out stronger next Sunday, who would you feel like is going to look a little bit better?
3: Well, I, say I can guarantee you this an NFL team is going to win the Super Bowl. I just don't know. Hey,
2: which one. come on now. Come <laughs> on now.
3: <laughs> I, I, just want, I just want the trend to remain the same. I think the 2021 season in the 22 year, the playoff games have been outstanding. Yep. And I just want the Super Bowl to follow the same trend that got everyone excited about the game of football again. Not once have anyone talked about having an extra regular season game. And a team losing a bye week and the number one seed, as everyone saw, You fight for the number one seed didn't mean anything in the playoffs because both of them lost. Yeah. So I just want the Super Bowl to follow the same trend as the NFL playoffs and being the one the greatest games to be played.
2: Absolutely. That's incredible. Derek, thanks so much for joining us. You are a living legend. And this was a ton of fun. Great insight.
3: Thank you. I can't wait to do it again post-Super Bowl. Well,
2: be careful now. We're going to have people take you up on that. You can follow Derek Alrighty. on Twitter at dbrooks55. Derek, thanks again.
3: All right. Thank you, guys. it been a pleasure.
0: BetMGM betting expert, Peter Andrew. Quick reminder that BetMGM gets you ready for championship weekend with a special welcome offer for the big game. Just register for BetMGM, make your first deposit, and place a $10 money line wager on the Cincinnati Bengals. If Joe Burrow throws a touchdown pass, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code UNLEASHED200. When you make your first bet, enjoy the playoffs like never before with the King of Sportsbooks and score an easy win on your very first bet. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use the bonus code UNLEASHED200. To win $200 in free bets if Joe Burrow throws a touchdown pass in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly.
2: Oh man, you guys, we are getting ready for the Super Bowl. And guess what? Your girl and your boy are going to LA. That's right. Giannis Papas, pack your bags, unleashed is headed out on the road. So if you're in LA, come see us because we're doing the show live at one of my favorite bars right across from Staples Center in LA live. I used to go there before Clippers games. It's Tom's Watch Bar, Tuesday, February 8th, 5 p.m. live episode of Unleashed. It's going to be so much fun. You guys, the food's great. The atmosphere is great. Come wear your team's jersey. If you're in L.A., get there. And if you're not going to be in L.A., you can stream it on BetMGM's Twitter. The full show, Raw and Unedited, which is Giannis's stage name during another part of his career. We've got a very (sighs) special guest joining us. No, that's
0: that's my bedroom name. That's how I roll in the bedroom.
2: (laughs) That's what I was implying, Giannis. See, you need to learn Uh, comedy.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought you said stage name. Yeah, well, yeah,
2: your stage name, yeah, for yeah, film noir. Of, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's what I call myself. You know, uh, when I'm vertical. I mean, <laughs> a horizontal.
2: Horizontal. Can I announce our guest because we finally have the okay to announce it?
0: Well, b- yeah, go ahead. It's it's big news. I'm excited.
2: It is big news. It's to the to show. Terrell Owens is joining us. Huge personality. Really, really white smile. I need to ask what whitening strips he uses. I cannot wait to see him. Fun fact, Tio is the person who taught me how to do a push-up. Now, you're, if you want to know oh. the background of that story, you're going to have to watch the live stream on BetMGM's Twitter. Make sure you see that. It is going to be a lot of fun, you guys. And if you're in L.A., come join us. I'm looking forward to that. Something I'm not looking forward to this week is punishment picks. That is going to come at the very end of the show in a couple minutes because I lost again. For the championship round, I picked the Chiefs. I was a loyalist. Giannis always tells me to follow my heart, and I did, and look where it got me. So, Giannis, first off, uh, congratulations, my friend. That was, uh, I I can't believe you somehow did it again.
0: Well, you got punished for having two teams. That's what you get. That's (laughs) karma. You can't have two teams. It's either the Packers or the Chiefs. So you got punished. Mm. And yeah, when you bring in, when you bring in our uh, beloved Peter Andrew, I just want to ask him if you've gotten your Prozac prescription yet, what milligrams (laughs) are you on? And I know that you're taking this tough, buddy.
1: Well, first off, I heard that whole surprise guest appearance announcement and I was thinking it was me because I'm finally getting the invite to a live show. So I got super excited. Then I realized, oh yeah, that T.O. guy.
2: Man. That must have really stung.
1: (laughs) That really stung almost as much as Sunday night.
2: Rough couple days for you.
1: Rough. It's been a tough couple days. The Prozac comes uh, this morning, so much needed. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we had it. Jakowski Tart, I appreciate him taking the blame, but that was the real game changer right there. I mean, dropping that ball, and Rams come over and and score and, and that's the game. So it was a tough one.
2: You know, it's okay. They weren't supposed to be in that game anyways, Peter. It's all right. It's all right. They they got farther than they could have dreamed.
1: That's all I've been hearing for the last four <laughs> years. We've had Jimmy Garoppolo and <laughs> now it's gone. I'm sure it's the Trey Lance era, so we'll have a new excuse for next season.
2: Uh where do you think you'll go? What do what do you guys think?
1: Jimmy's an interesting one. It's gotta be a team that I think
2: is desperate has some
1: tools because <laughs> well maybe that too. But he can't <laughs> He can't go to a New York Giants as an example. That oh. is just so unproven. I'm not saying he's going to be the Bucs' new quarterback, but maybe his team like the Saints have some weapons. They have a run game, a game that's very well established. I think those are the opportunities for him. But you can't go. I mean, I'm a I'm a Jimmy G loyalist, but you can't go and say he's going to change a franchise around completely. No. Nah. So that's not what he's there for.
2: No. Nope. I have yeah. another question. My mom and sisters and I, believe it or not, we're talking about this, watching that game. Why is his beautiful face not on a bunch of national ads? I'd rather look at him, do State Farm commercials, than anyone else.
1: That's a good question. I mean, yeah, I think you have to have a certain level of skill to be able to get to that point. (laughs) Again, I take it all on the chain about Jimmy because I love him. I think he's an awesome guy, but you see the flaws. And to be on those commercials, you got to have a rifle sidearm throw like Patty Mahomes and obviously be a perennial all-star like Aaron Rodgers, so... Uh, yeah, I think that's the, that's the flaw there.
2: Oh, just wait. Next yeah. year, though, it's going to be Joe Burrow on every commercial. He is here to stay, my friends, and I'm here for it. I love me some Joey B.
1: So good.
0: Yeah, I'm here for his turtleneck, too, his little his little turtleneck and chain look. Bring back the turtleneck, baby. Yep,
2: the rock.
1: I thought the post of him and Jamar Chase smoking stogies and then Mr. Chase and Mr. Burrow in the parking lot smoking stogies, too, so I mean, cool. that was just perfect. They're, I mean, they're just the team you're, you want to root for at this point, unless you're obviously a Chiefs fan or, or they've beaten you along the playoffs. But Joe Burrow's the man.
2: Yeah. Let's get to the game then.
1: Punishment Picks.
2: It's, again, the same story for the Bengals. They're an underdog right now as we record on Tuesday, two weeks before the Super Bowl. They are plus four and a half. It's a road game, home game for the Rams. I mean, I don't know. The Bengals love being an underdog. I think this is an advantage. What do you think, Pete?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, you'd be foolish after the last couple weeks, and we've all been foolish, especially last week. I mean, I had the Chiefs, too. You'd be foolish to go another week when they're dogs and not take them. I mean, plus four and a half. I think this is a close game anyway, Mm -hmm. so that's a safe bet. But I think it's plus 165 right now on the money line. Yeah. You have to sprinkle a little bit there. And I think similar to a lot of their games, you have to consider the over two because they are going to throw the ball. They're well rounded in a sense, but Burrow is going to throw for over 300 yards. I think you got to take a lot of those overs or really consider them. There's going to become a point where I think they're going to be potentially chasing a bit. They're going to abandon the run. They're just going to be airing it out. And <laughs> somehow, some way, he always finds someone open by five ten yards. Yeah. So I think that opens the game up quite a bit.
0: Petey, tell us some player props you, you like right now. Give some people some tips.
1: Yeah, I got three. I just mentioned kind of one of them. Burrow yards. I think it's at 278 and a half or something around there right now. Oh, I love I it. Mean, I mean, this guy just always <laughs> throws for 300 yards. I feel yep. like every time I've ever bet is over. It's always hit. That's my lock. If you will. Second one. Given the aggressiveness of their offense, I think I might take the Rams defense or special teams anytime touchdown from a special teams point of view, Cooper Cup from a defense point of view. I mean, we saw what they can do uh, uh, this week and obviously what they've done all season long. I might take that as a little bit of a flyer plus 500. And then last one. I mean, there's not really value in Cooper Cup scoring a touchdown. It's minus 165. I think it's a pretty sure thing, but you have to lay a little bit. I mean, plus 550 first touchdown, if they get the ball, it always ends up in his hands. I mean, he's just the man and and obviously such a good route runner. He is, I think, probably, you know, proven that he's the best receiver uh in the NFL. I know I went and said Jamar Chase a couple um, weeks ago, but my God, this guy is so good. And seeing him live on Sunday, I mean, you just get a whole level of respect or a whole different level of respect for him. He really
0: gets loose, like, that first move, that little stutter step, and he he always jukes the defender. It's amazing.
1: He's He's got the perfect balance. Like, okay, you got guys like Devonta Adams, who is an amazing route runner. You have Jamar Chase, who's an incredible deep threat. Cooper Cup is a little bit of everything. He is the jack of all trades, but to the highest Pro Bowl type of level, where he somehow knows how to shake a guy on third and three with a little out route. He somehow finds himself open to win a game against the Bucks with a 45-yard pass. I mean, he really does it all, and it's freaking incredible.
2: Well, I can't wait. We're going to get way more granular here with Super Bowl betting in L.A. next week for the live show. We record February 8th, Tuesday at Tom's Watch Bar in L.A. Live. Come join us or watch it on the stream at BetMGM on Twitter so you can hear way, way, way more in-depth betting analysis for the Super Bowl. You know, I mentioned we're obviously going L.A., But Giannis, you and me are going to Vegas right before for the Pro Bowl. And here's what I'm envisioning, my friend. I think I'm going to take you to that little daiquiri bar I know you like and get you one of the big boys, get you all souped up. I'm going to have them double it up. So I think that's four shots. I'm going to get you one of those. Then you and me are headed to the BetMGM Sportsbook. And I'm going to put a unit on Joe Burrow over passing yards. I'm going to put a unit on Bengals plus four and a half. And I'm gonna think more about my others, but right now after talking to Pete Pablo here, I feel pretty good about those too.
0: I love it. And you know what? I, I'm looking forward to that. And when you read the outro, I'll tell you where <laughs> how I'm gonna be betting.
2: Oh god. Okay, <laughs> let's get to it. I, Olivia Harlandecker, Decker, do promise to name my son Giannis. His name will be Giannis Harlan Decker. That decision is made, Sam. Also, this upcoming trip in Vegas. Oh, he beat me to it. I will lend Giannis three thousand bucks of my Harlan Legacy money out of my hundred million (laughs) dollar trust account. Thanks, Grandpa. God, I wish to bet on the Bengals. It is only right to do payback, Giannis, to Giannis's people, the Greeks, for inventing civilization. I also hereby You're declare welcome. that I love Marjorie Taylor Greene and we text what? regularly. <laughs> she is a fearless and brilliant leader and needs to be reinstated to Twitter. <laughs> also, California, if you think I'm wearing my mask when we go to L.A., you got another thing coming. <laughs> 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 I can't read this. See, my biggest fear is someone's going to clip one of these and my career will be over. <laughs> i <I'm terrified. laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Oh, God. I should have in between every sentence. This is a joke. I didn't say this. This is a joke. Uh, okay. COVID isn't real. And there's no way I'm letting this DNA therapy enter my body. No way Bill Gates <laughs> is crawling into my body. I have strong American antibodies. A hundred million tiny little Joe Rogan that fight this lab created CCP bioweapon. Jesus, Olivia. Uh, you know what? Also, next time I board a flight to go see my husband in Turkey, they're not going to let me board. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna let me on. Oh Don't yeah.
0: forget the USA chant you wanted to do.
2: Oh, I do see that's coming up. OK, USA, <laughs> USA. Now, anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene, most of her tweets I collabo on. Love you, girl. Wow. In fact, I'm thinking of getting out of sports and going into politics after my son is born. Also, oh, this is this is so good. This is great. Catch Giannis this weekend in Philly on February 5th at Soul Joe's and on February 10th in Tampa. For all other upcoming dates, go to GiannisPapasComedy.com. Okay, we will see you guys in Vegas and L.A., where for the first time, I'm going to have a bigger stuff than Giannis.
3: <laughs> Peace out.